Welcome back, conscious listeners. What a beginning of a new school year feeling this is. It is such a big transition time. And for whatever reason, that theme has been really prevalent the last few months and weeks and just transitioning into new positions and into new forms and into new, you know, with school, different grades and just life is about to look so different. And of course, like, it's so hard to accommodate and to adapt. And I'm no Bieber, but I am a Justin. So that quotes from Mike Stead, LOL. Um, But anyways, it's real. It's like, as much as we can prepare or think we know, we will never fully be prepared for what the transition has in store for us. We don't know what's going to get triggered within us. We don't know what's going to be brought up from the past. And I'm here to encourage you to lean into whatever that is. If you're going back to school and you're a child, or if you're going back to school and you're a parent, Notice what's changing. Is your routine and your schedule completely different? Are you not able to spend as much time doing what you want to do? And now there's a transition of doing more work, doing more assignments, doing more projects. Like what is the real loss? Usually it is like that um, feeling of structure. And usually we're rejuvenated after a nice summer break, but I don't know if it's me personally, but I do feel as though um, burnout is still on the rise, even though it's the beginning of the school year. So that's an interesting dynamic to play with. Um, But when, you know, kids go back to school, it's this grieving process of less time with family, less time And then, of course, as we shift into the winter and fall season, it's going to be less daylight. So there's this, yeah, unwinding process of that sense of freedom, even though it took us a minute to get used to summer. But now that we have that freedom, we're really uh, noticing how school implements that built-in structure. And I hope, my hope is that kids still have flexibility within their school day to move around and to be outside and to connect with their friends that they haven't seen for a while, even though the academia is going on as well. I hope that there's still time and space for a little bit of flexibility and for kids to really just get to socially engage and get to play and get to have fun and get to really be themselves and have that peace and part of them blossom and shine through. So I wanted to tune into the the change and the themes that have been coming up this week at least in my office are those past triggers that come up and come through that maybe weren't resolved at the end of the school year that just had a little break through the summer or didn't have um, to really be leaned into or addressed and now that school is back in session it's like these reminders of how things used to be, or maybe different friendship dynamics, or even like our relationship to learning and how school impacts us. And so I wanted to offer some 
recommendations and some tools for leaning into the discomfort that the beginning of the school year might bring. And the first one is bringing a voice. And I say this a bunch, but that is the intention of the podcast. Can we bring a voice to what's actually occurring? Can we bring a voice to what we're avoiding or putting off? Can we bring a voice to what feels really scary? Because if we can figure out what that very next thing is to complete that one small task that we've either been putting off or avoiding or not wanting to be triggered by, we're missing the lesson. We're missing the experience and the learning that can come with up-leveling to that next piece and part. So what if a dynamic in a friendship is coming up? Can we lean into that or are we going to put it off by avoiding it and creating even more discomfort? Well, we may not be consciously creating that, but if we do put it off, it does tend to build over time. And if we don't address it or lean into it consciously, it will often blow up and explode in our face. So this gets to be the choice point where we decide, do we want to consciously lean in and be brave with whatever feelings might arise? What if we feel so uncomfortable? What if we feel like we want to just run and hide? Can we handle that? Well, at the same time, we may not know until we try, right? So it is so crucial and so important to start small. If that's a dialogue that you want to have at the dinner table or with your family, I invite you to because Even if the question or the comment doesn't directly get answered, it's at least at the minimum planting seeds for what's to come. So if we inquire about what the scariest thing of the day was or what the silliest thing of the day was or the biggest mistake of the day or the biggest thing you would change, kind of coming from that place of normalizing that the overwhelm is totally happening or that the transition is totally in full effect and that there's not an expectation that we um, arrive to it in any certain way or that we're just snapped back into placement with the structure of the school day and the school year, that invites flexibility and room to make mistakes and honesty, right? Think about if you've transitioned to a new job or think about if you've um, had a demanding schedule, like think about how that taxes you and your energy and your time and your effort, right? So the next thing that I want to reinforce is really making sure that among all these changes and just some tips is that you're able to really take basic care. And what that means is things like hydration, nutrition, sleep, breath, and like the support that you're bringing to your cognition. Are you in a place where you're ready for optimal learning or in a place where you're ready for optimal connection, right? If, if you can stay connected to yourself, that counts as self-care. Any kind of action that helps you stay connected to your present moment experience is taking care of yourself. That could look like setting boundaries and saying what it is that you're needing. That could look like setting limits. That could look like uh, bringing your voice to an experience that may not change. However, it's great to exercise that power. Um, 
because then what we can do is if we're feeling like we're in a funk, we can kind of bring what's not working to the surface and kind of shine a flashlight on it to increase our awareness about it. And then we can come back to what we used to think was challenging or hard, but because we brought a voice and because we um, figured out what the basic steps for what's next look like, then we can come from a place of feeling more grounded with a plan of clarity and having kind of like that um, modeling of what it looks like to sort of talk it out. So another thing that I personally um, want to work more toward is submerging myself in cold water. It's one of the natural highs that feels least attainable to me at this point in time, maybe just because it's uncomfortable. But I know that if I practice, it's going to become more familiar over time. And who knows, the way that I relate to it may change. And I may arrive different to it every, every instance. So so aside from the basic needs of sleep, hydration, breath, really nourishing foods and relationships and um, connections, especially first and foremost, the connection to yourself. I want you to think about the last time that you connected with someone that you love slash someone who loves you. And hopefully um, this can come after you've connected with yourself, right? Because you've got to be in a place where you are grounded too. Um, what if it's just a simple message or what if it's writing them a letter or what if it's just writing down their name in your journal, having them with you, that helps. Another place and peace for overwhelm and for clarity in transition, especially starting a new school year with so many things that are out of our control, we get to decide is our overwhelm coming from a place that we have the power to make changes or is it coming from a higher place where we have to have a little bit more of an acceptance around what we can do about it? Maybe we can't control the outcome or the external, but we can control how we respond and react and take action in our next steps. Because when we tune into what we're feeling and when we locate where that lives in our body, we decide what, we, what it is that we most want, right? If I want to feel connected, but I'm feeling dizzy and squirmy, then I'm going to have to lean into those feelings, maybe journal about it, color about it, write about it on chalk, with pen, whatever medium serves me or is calling me. And then I get to like challenge it and say, what do I believe? What do I feel, right? Where am I stuck in believing that I'm not able to get to the place I am wanting to get? So if I wanna take full ownership and accountability, I can say, what is it that I want? What is it that I am blaming? Um, am I taking full accountability so I can be in my power or am I giving my power away to someone or something else that I want to change? And therefore, if it doesn't change, it still has the power to 
control how I feel? Or can I say that I actually have power, I'm actually uncomfortable, I'm actually overwhelmed and I need to take a step back, I need to get organized, that's usually the big one, the big tell for me is when I feel scattered, I tend to want to get my um, life in order or my protocols or my you know, methods ready and then I can have more space to move and do the next thing. But if I get clear about what's stopping me, whether it's real or perceived or true for me, then I get to figure out the map of where I want to go next. And usually that does not involve others, but it can be helpful to vent or share with others about intentions or resentments or boundaries or any kind of feelings that would be keeping us stuck. So another tool that I've learned is to connect with my future self. And through my Reiki training, honestly, we've learned that there's no time and space and that if we have the capability to send energy in time, then we also have the ability to connect to who we were and who we will be becoming, right? So do you ever like, I know maybe this would be a good thing for kids because I did this in first grade. I wrote a time capsule. I wrote in my present day self, my first grade self, I wrote to my fifth grade self and I asked her questions. I told her some of my favorite things. I told her some of my secrets. And I remember that day vividly. I remember wondering if I would remember that occasion of writing to my future self, but it was an inspiration for years to come because I really got to see how I did change in my development. But the, the coolest thing about that is if you do make a time capsule or write yourself a letter in the future, like date it, seal it, make it official, put it in an envelope and actually read it, you know, five years down the line or whatever it is. But Sometimes it's cool to imagine your future self and to channel your future self and to take advice. If not just writing to your future self, take advice from what your future self would do if your future self was in your current position now. Whether you do it through writing and journaling or through parts work where you might pick two chairs and you might switch seats with yourself and have a conversation and dialogue with your future self or your past self and present self, this can be like one of the most powerful therapeutic modalities um, to work with unknowns and overwhelm and big transitions and next steps, right? So even if we can't take action outward or we feel stuck, The one thing to come back to is that we can actually move what's stuck internally and we can move what's stuck emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of those things we can move within ourselves to then create the ripple in our outer world to take bigger action. And so I know there's a lot of change happening right now and there's a lot that is calling our attention and a lot that is being required of us to step up to this next level and to be grounded in our truth and who we really are. And I say, let's go for it. 
I know this is the time where we can get sluggish and fall behind, but I want to help and I want to pull you forward with me because I'm taking a leap too. I'm currently diving deep into some business mentorship, some nutrition mentorship, and I'm really taking a leap into maximizing my full potential and just to feel really good in my body and to get to know really how good I can feel, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, from the nourishment I'm getting and from the connections I'm creating. So in many ways, I too am a beginner and a learner and a student of life in these areas that I am choosing to flourish in. So I wanted to let you know that it's okay if you're feeling a lot of this overwhelm or you're feeling a lot of the change or the embarrassment or shame or fear or really anything that might be coming up from your past. And what's so great is this gift of discomfort where we get to lean into it, not only to like get rid of it as we want, but to like really absorb the lesson that it's presenting and seeing what it's trying to teach us because it's showing up for a reason. The reason gets to be what we determine it to be based on our tolerance today. And it gets to be powerful for us as a tool. So let me know how you're doing. Keep me posted on your journey of transition and change. And I will see you soon. Take good care.